This podcast contains coarse language, adult themes, and spoilers. My name's Peach, and for the past couple of years, I've been helping my friend Shag overcome his childhood aversions to everyday foods in the podcast Fussy Eater. Now it's his turn to help me conquer my phobia of scary movies over one spooky night in the FBI studios, one Wikipedia synopsis at a time. This is Spooko. Cap on Brimbent Spooko airtime. Guys, it is the podcast where from time to time... (laughs) I remember little bits of Drake songs and try to twist them into very similar lyrics with the word Spooko in there. It's a horror film podcast where we sort of do a bit of recapping. We do a bit of spooking out. We talk about board games we don't like. It's a bit of a vibe. It's a bit fun, Shag. It's one of my favorite podcasts. By the time you're actually listening to this, and that's I'm not talking to you, Peach, but I'm talking to you listening. By the time you listen to this, Drake will have released two new songs with DJ Khaled, one called Popstar and one called Grease. Once again, DJ Khaled not doing anything as far as I know, except putting his name to it and saying DJ Khaled and we're the best quite a few times across it. I'm kind of excited to hear both of them. I think Grease is going to be the one I'm going to, based on titles, I think I'm going to like Grease more, but I could be wrong. Have you heard the um, the DJ Khaled joke? Like, Apparently his 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 name correctly named is Khaled Khaled. So 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 Khaled Khaled. And the joke is that when he was a young child, his mum and dad named him Khaled and he said, another one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into this because as Pete said, uh lots happened in this podcast, but at the end of the day, this is all about introducing you to the plots of scary films via Wikipedia. Can't a couple wait. of weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, we put a poll up on our Insta. Just search Spooko. You'll find us. Follow us there. It's already 96 of us over here on the Spooko Instagram account. One of them's you, Shag, and you have to follow one of them. <laughs> me. So let's bring it down to 94 genuine followers. FBI well, Radio probably a- has to follow us. So <laughs> I call it 93. <laughs> there are a few sympathy follows in there and that's that's life you know you gotta you gotta you gotta accept the sympathy follows where they come there's a there's a few like for like follows as well there's a few like if you like mine i like yours is that what all those weird horror movie ones are that are like we're real horror movie insta pages and i'm like thanks for checking us out it's really scary horror movie instagram page it's pretty full on. Sometimes people who are really into horror films, like the pictures they put up and the things they enjoy, like like when people really get into the gore of a film, they're like, yes, this film's so gory. I've, I find that troubling and hard to understand. But anyway, all right, all right. So on the Insta uh, a couple of weeks ago, put up a poll for which film we should do. Overwhelmingly after the poll ended, the answer that everyone well the the majority of people chose was for a ghost film so we're going to do a ghost film today but i just want to start by saying this is something we've talked about before and i think it's really worth putting out there the ghosts are the dumbest monsters ever when you think about them logically and no no this is true this is something we've uncovered and peach i think it's you that uncovered it is the fact that ghosts have 
barely defined powers. Like they're, they're poorly defined. They're barely defined. Ghosts can pretty much go through any wall. They can go anywhere. They can pick stuff up. So basically any ghost could kill you in a second really easily. You couldn't hide from it. You could be in any room. You could lock yourself in. They just go through the wall, pick up some object, throw it at your head or whatever. You're dead. Done. So if there's a ghost in your house yes. and they haven't killed you yet, who gives a shit? Because <laughs> it's like... Because it's like if they wanted to kill you, you'd be dead. So it's fine. Who cares? It is like it is a funny thing, right? Like if so, so so Shake, like a ghost is a formerly living person who in their life is unsatisfied and angry or at the time of their death, like there's some anger, some lingering thing undone, or 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 they have been wronged, and so they hang hang on into the afterlife in order to right that wrong. That's yeah. broadly speaking, ghost the ghost rule, and so as a result of being wrong, they get fantastic afterlife powers to fucking <laughs> exactly as you say have very vague, vague abilities to influence the world around them. But but again, it's like they were wronged, so now they get ghost powers, and they're usually limited to a location, and they're just there forever to just fuck with whoever is also in that space from there on in. But I'm also all about your who gives a shit approach to a horror movie villain. If I can, yeah, what? Yeah, what? Cool, awesome. Congratulations on your ghost powers. <laughs> but also, like, what happened? Like, ghost powers are fine now. And mm. especially scary now that we're all sort of, you know, still under some sort of semi-lockdown, could be under, like, a more full-on lockdown pretty soon. Mm. What happens in the future where we can teleport anywhere or like we're constantly in VR and stuff. What happens to ghosts then? What happens oh. to ghosts if we're constantly in some sort of digital world? And so we're never there. Like ghosts can't do shit. Those occasional plot lines. I remember there was one in Buffy the Vampire Slayer and there was one, I think in a movie called Ghost in the Machine of like, what if a ghost got into the internet? <laughs> and it was like, oh no. <laughs> like imagine a computer getting haunted. And I feel like that's about as <laughs> there's been no creativity since then about what ghosts can do. I just hate that. It's like if a ghost could haunt a computer, it, it didn't even need to because it's like, oh, now it haunts a machine and it's making all these machines do stuff. It's like, you're a fucking ghost. You could have done that anyway. You didn't need to fucking hack in. Like people hack into machines like that. We need that because we don't have ghost powers. Yeah, it's I like hack know, like- into a knife and like use it to kill me. Like you don't need to hack into a remote controlled car to make me trip over or whatever it might be. Like just if killing me is the vibe, then 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 go ahead. Use your ghost powers. Yeah. It's or are you scared? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, ghosts? <laughs> Fuck ghosts. Get at me. <laughs> All right, today we're doing The Conjuring. All right, it's 9.18. We're headed down into the cellar where the door's just opened on its own. Give us a sign that you want to communicate with us. It's November 1st, 1971. I'm sitting here with Carolyn Perrin, who, with her family, has been experiencing supernatural occurrences. You picking up anything in here, hon? Something awful happened to your aunt. What is it? Whatever Lorraine sees, feels, touches, takes a toll on her. A little piece each time. You have a lot of spirits in here, but there's one that I'm most worried about because it is so hateful. 
We've said before that the greatest form of media known to uh, ancient or indeed contemporary humankind is the movie trailer. And I feel like I just went on an entire journey and watched an entire film in two mm. minutes and 10 seconds. That was amazing. In the future, all films will be movie trailer length. Yes. Like we've gone one way and because they'll, they'll do something with like, like, and we, should, we, we have like a super smart friend, Carl, who works in with quantum computers where mm. they're trying to squeeze more bytes into, I don't really understand it, but. Basically, they try to cool down your computer to make it better. <laughs> That's what Carl's but, trying to do. But, 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 what if they create like a media form, like a film that feels like it goes for two hours, but it actually only goes for two minutes? And just by like being there in the moment, maybe it implants into your brain. So you're, you're there and you see the whole thing, but it's only trailer length. Shag, there are so many classic basketball TikToks that go <laughs> for 15 seconds <laughs> that make me feel like I've lived an entire lifetime. That, I love like, the fact that you don't even like basketball. Oh, in TikTok form. Like, I can't imagine anything more boring than watching an entire basketball game. Like, I'd be like, fuck this. <laughs> But watching TikToks of like the greatest slam dunks of all time is the most fun I think I can possibly imagine. All right. So Conjuring is a film from 2013, uh, but originally written in the 90s, starring Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga as real life paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren, who were actual like ghost hunters in the 70s. And so they based this. So they've done that awesome thing where they're basically like, this is based on true events even though ghosts don't exist, but don't by just know. saying it's based on, yeah, well, exactly. It's just, but even then it's like, even if they do exist, if you're not dead, then who gives a <laughs> shit, right? Like that should, that should be the motto of any ghost film. It's like, if they are dead by the, you know, two seconds into the film, then who cares? You'll be fine. Look, you're so right. Because if a ghost's aim is to spook you out, like congratulations. <laughs> But if a ghost's aim is to kill you, it's like, well, like, get on with it, ghost. Like, I mean, I'm hanging around in the graveyard or I'm hanging around in the house where your great aunt Myrtle was killed. Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah, let's say the ghosts aren't even that strong and can't, like, you know, fling you around the room, you know, as most ghosts seem to be able to. Let's Mm. say it can only just subtly manipulate objects. Even then, you just, like, home alone death people. Like, you just leave something to trip on at the top of the stairs. And then (laughs) R.I.P. But but seriously, you would do that, like, if you wanted to do that. Like, that's the problem with ghost films. It's like... And I'm nice. Like, you don't need vengeance against me. I'm just, like, checking out an old house, like... It's just your boy Peach. Like, there's no need to kill me, surely. <laughs> All right. So, The Conjuring. In 1971, Roger and Carolyn Perrin moved to a farmhouse in Harrisville, Rhode Island, with their five daughters, Andrea, Nancy, Christine, Cindy, and April. Their dog, Sa- sorry for all the names, but their dog, Sadi, refuses to enter the house. And Nancy and Christine, while playing a game of hide and clap... What? find a boarded up entrance to the cellar. So I think it's kind of like, where are you? And you're like, like, it's a good setup to the fact that at some point, someone who is not one of the children is going to clap. Like that's a pretty fun. Look fine. Congratulations. Boring. Then like, again, if a ghost can actually clap, it's like, surely it can ring its hands, ring its clapping hands around your neck and strangle you. (laughs) Like if it can clap them together, it can ring them around your neck. Anyway, so paranormal events occur within the first few nights, 
All of the clocks stop at exactly 3.07am, birds are flying into their windows, and Sadi is found dead in the backyard. I feel like the first two aren't as bad as the third. <laughs> Some clocks stop. <laughs> and you don't And someone die. gets murdered. It's like not only do the clocks stop, which is spooky enough, but someone gets killed. Things escalate quickly so- in this Wikipedia entry as well. Yeah, and I haven't seen this recently, so I can't flesh it out like I have in the previous one. So I apologize for that. There is one really spooky moment in this film, though, that made Adele and I jump so high. So I hope it is in here somewhere. Sick. So one night, Christine encounters a malevolent spirit only she can see, prompting her to claim that the spirit wants her family dead. Another night, Carolyn hears clapping in the hallway. When she goes to investigate, she becomes trapped in the basement by the, spi- by the spirit. At the same moment, Andrea and Cindy are attacked in their bedroom by a spirit believed to be the one Christine encountered. Again, it can be in like multiple places at once. I'm like, Locking well, people I'm in gonna, basements. Like surely. I'm not going to labor this point, but it's like you should not be scared of something that can easily kill you and just chooses not to. Basically, it's the original prankster. Yeah, it's like, no, it locked you in the old basement. Classic stuff. It also kind of makes me think of like flying in a plane. Like, and you know, who knows if we'll ever do that in, in the future. But it's like, you could possibly die in one, but you know, there's every chance the plane will go down and you'll die, right? But the more you fly in them and the more they don't go down, you just get used to it and you don't even think about it. I feel the same way. It's like the more you're in a house with a ghost that doesn't kill you, but can easily, you just like, it wouldn't get more scary. It would get less scary. Yes, so I'm going to stop okay. laboring this point. But there is that element of like, mm, congratulations, you're a ghost. Cool. Anyway, <laughs> anyway <laughs> um, I've got an early meeting, so like, out of the way. <laughs> or if you're going to kill me, you know, like now's the time. Good on yeah, you. well, it's three or seven according <laughs> to all the clocks. Well, congrats. It's been three or seven for a while. Hey, well done. I'm pretty spooked. Anyway. <laughs> I woke up late because the clock was wrong. Oh, you got me. <laughs> anyway, so look. Carolyn decides to contact demonologist demonologist Ed and Lorraine Warren, who have recently investigated a possessed doll called Annabelle. Now, Annabelle obviously is that the Annabelle universe? Is that a different universe? Yeah, this is no, it's all part of the same universe. Sick. Sorry, this is like this is the this is the Avengers of ghosts. There's like there's many different parts. Cool. That hook up. I'm about it. I'm about it. I'm having fun. So. The Warrens agree to take the case. They conduct an initial investigation and conclude that the house may require an exorcism, but they need authorization from the Catholic Church and further evidence before they can proceed. Shane, you're a professional services provider, right? (laughs) So so let's say you're scoping out this job. Like you're like, ooh, yeah, had a bit of a look. Look, Looks like there might be a couple of ghosts in here. Let me draw up a bit of a scope for you to have a look at. Um, We'll give you a cost estimate. It's not a quote. It's just our estimate of the cost that it's gonna it's it's gonna take, and we'll try to get as many junior priests involved as we can, so that they'll be doing the grunt work and they won't be charging as much. So, like, we'll really try to you know bring you as much value as we can. I just love how quickly they've scoped out what would strike me as a fairly vague and difficult task. Well, especially if you don't know who the ghost is, it's like <laughs> there's a ghost in here somewhere. It can clap. It can close doors. It can try to kill children. Like it's does it all it's, yeah, it's and classic to be able to look, if it actually does kill a child we'll probably have to look back at the estimate at the moment like we've prepared this mm. on the assumption 
that there won't be any deaths. If there are, I'm afraid we'll have to take another look at it. But look, let's march on with our current assumptions and see how we go. So Ed and Lorraine discovered that the house once belonged to an accused witch named Bathsheba Sherman, a relative of Marytown Eastie. I don't know who Marytown Eastie is. Presumably she created Annabelle or whatever from the broad universe. Oh, no, 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 no. So she was a defendant in the Salem witch trials. Oh, like Which is kind of fucked because the whole point of the Salem witch trials was that they weren't witches. And it was about like how like prejudice can catch hold. So if you're saying that one of the people from the Salem witch trials was a witch, like, fuck you. Like, really? It's pretty like, complex. Did you learn, like, did you learn nothing in school? I like as well that they're probably um, fascist as well. They're probably like, look, McCarthyism really had its job to do and it really did nut out those <laughs> disgusting communists as well. Like this is set in the, what, 60s, 70s? It's set in the, yeah, early 70s. Yeah, okay, cool. That's okay. All right, so this, this woman, uh, Bathsheba Sherman, who was a relative of one of the one of the defendants from the Salem witch trials, and by defendant, you know, one of the women who was unfairly killed. Uh, actually, hang on, can I were stop for a second? Again? Salem witch trials were they they were real, right? That actually happened. That's a really was... good question. I was like, let me just check the <laughs> the script for the Crucible, that documentary, yeah. <laughs> that classic I, documentary. I, I, I think it actually happened. Didn't it actually? I happen? think the they trials didn't... did happen. I don't know if they died at the end. Because Winona Ryder played Abigail or whatever, didn't she? And Abigail <laughs> was the chief. I know the play exists. I'm, yes. I'm aware of the play. Was it a real thing? I think it is. Let's assume it is. And don't tell us. Like, we're not, I'm not interested in learning whether or not it is because I only care about it now at this very moment. I don't care about it in future. Anyway, look, so... Surely it did. So Bathsheba Sherman sacrificed her weak old child to the devil and killed herself in 1863 at 3.07 in the morning. How would you know in 1863 yep. it was 3.07 in the morning? Like, how, like you yep. wouldn't know the, you know, the, the international, like, clock, you know, you know, there's that one point in Greenwich, I think, or whatever, where it's like, this is the time, has probably shifted since then. This, none of this is none of this makes any sense. Anyway, okay. There's this Jerry Seinfeld joke about um, what jobs will you have based on what name your parents give you, and so if your parents call you Cadbury or um, Miles, I think was his nanny example, then it's pretty likely you'll be a butler. And so if your parents call you Bathsheba, it would strike me that like witch is a fairly <laughs> a fairly high likelihood <laughs> of the career choice. But, I mean, here's the thing. It's like, okay, so Bathsheba sacrifices her weak old child to the devil, kills herself at, in 1863 at 3 or 7 in the morning, but, but before she does, she curses all who would take her land. My, my thing about those three... Stay alive together, and protect your land, for fuck's sake. Like... <laughs> They also, none of them make any sense because you, you sack like number one, I'm, I'm quite disturbed. Uh, you know, infanticide is fucked, yes. Well, like, like, we hugely agree, you and I agree, yes. But then kill yourself, but before you kill yourself, curse anyone who would take your land. Those three acts together, like they're all sort of like signify bad acts. Yes. I feel like it would have been scary if they did like one of them, maybe, and then disappeared mysteriously or something like look it shows how shit ghosts are like 
if you love your land so much, stay alive and enjoy your land is probably my advice rather than kill yourself. And I'm like, well, cool. There we go. But like, did you, so, so you, you killed your child and you killed yourself and then you cursed everyone. Did you have to do all three to come back as a ghost or were you always going to come back as a ghost? Like this is my problem with some of these films where it's like, you just think through this a little bit more. Don't just throw spooky signifiers at us. Give us, give us something that's a little bit more in depth so we can be like, I now understand the motive behind Bathsheba besides the fact that she was related to, you know, one of the true wrong, one of the unfairly accused (laughs) defendants. But also imagine that deal, Shag, like the devil's like, Shag, good news. If you murder your child <laughs> and kill yourself, you get to haunt the house you currently live in. And it's like, well, it's like, surely just living in it and enjoying my child is a better deal than, like, is a better deal than that. And, and, and you can be like, yay, Satan's awesome and still have a kid. Like, yeah, you can yeah. be like, welcome to Satanism, buddy. Like, this is, you're going to love it. Like, I'll get you heaps more recruits. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> I'll live a rich, full and happy life and say so it's all down to you. And anyone who shows up will just curse this land. Deal with it. Like, they'll, just, they'll be cursed forever. Um, okay. All right. Okay. So they discover this about the house. They also find reports of numerous murders and suicides in houses that were built on the property. So next, to gather evidence, Ed and Lorraine place cameras and bells all around the house with the help of their assistant, Drew Thomas, and Harrisville police officer, Brad Hamilton. Oh, this is the coolest. This is actually one of the coolest things. Mm. I'm pretty sure they get the family to leave the house and go stay somewhere else. So instead of, like, leaving the family here so they become the victims, they're these proper ghost hunters are in the house tackling the ghosts. So it's not an unfair matchup. The scariness is justified because these people, like they don't do dumb stuff you wouldn't do. And if they do, it's because they want to catch or solve this ghost ghost riddle. They're pro ghost hunters. I love it. So one morning, as Ed, Drew, and Roger take, take the children out for ice cream, Bathsheba appears in Carolyn's room and vomits her blood in Carolyn's mouth, mouth, causing her to become fully possessed. Okay, well, the kids haven't left yet. And now Carolyn, the mom, is fully possessed because Bathsheba vomited her blood into but Carolyn's mouth. Why does Bathsheba care? Like, I, like, surely ghosts tend to be motivated. You're no, Bathsheba. You're no. So that night, the group sees Cindy sleepwalking into Andrea's room and from the EVPs coming from the radio, they, and EVPs are, it'll be something spooky, electronic voice phenomenon. I think that's when you, you capture like, kind of like, I mean, to be honest, like it, it kind of reminds me of the spooky shit that happens on this, this podcast sometimes, but it's when like that's, recordings yeah. capture unexplained. It's like the vast anyway. night. Oh yeah. It's on very this much, pod, those yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. So they hear a spirit luring Cindy into the wardrobe where she reveals a secret passage inside. Lorraine enters the passage and falls through the floorboards to the cellar where she sees the spirit of a woman who Bathsheba had long ago possessed and cursed and used to kill her child. The parent family decides... Yeah, so so at this point, okay, yeah. Bathsheba loves causing other people to kill their children. It's like, well, fucking awesome. Congratulations. she can appear and vomit blood on people. Don't tell me that that, don't tell me that she can't do more than that. Exactly. Sure, you can strangle someone or cause them to drown in blood. That, you know, that would probably kill them. 
Yeah, so this is that thing I was saying before. At this point, the Perrin family decide to take refuge at a motel while Ed and Lorraine take their evidence to Father Gordon, the liaison at the Catholic Church. So, yeah, so they've gone to the motel where they're going to be safe. Now yep. we have the ghost hunters. You know, we've got a cop helping them out. We've also got the Catholic Church and their, like, powers of... Ghost hunting. Uh, ghost, no, what's, what's the term when you get a... Sp- exorcism. Exorcism. Which is still a legitimate arm of the Catholic Church as far as I know. You know, the church is a client of Alpha. I should probably find <laughs> Yeah, but I don't think there's like an Australian exorcism arm. I think it's like something from the Vatican. Mm. I'm pretty sure. You should ask them next time you're in a client meeting. Yeah. You be like, so. Guys, you know <laughs> the conjuring. Like, yeah, no, no. You know, how, you know the like, Salem you know, witch trials. <laughs> <laughs> so look. After the Warrens show their evidence to Father Gordon, he explains to them that the approval to perform the exorcism would have to come directly from the Vatican. There we go. But insists he will push it through himself so that they can get the approval as soon as possible. The Warrens' daughter Judy is attacked in their own home by Bathsheba, utilizing Annabelle. So the doll is in this. I can't. I, I don't know why. Uh, that's boring. This is like when you know Hulk shows up in a Thor film or something like that. I imagine. Ah, right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So in the Warrens, so the Warrens are like the demon hunters. And so their daughter, Judy. Yeah. Yeah. So Hulk basically shows up and there's a crossover moment. And then it's like, well, see you soon, Annabelle. <laughs> it's like, Annabelle, get out of here. And it's like, no, I'll be back. It's me, Annabelle. Meanwhile, Ed and Lorraine arrive in time to save her. Carolyn, now possessed by Bathsheba, takes Christine and April back to the house. It's my other thing. It's like they arrive in time to save her. Bathsheba's a ghost. You go, okay, well, I'll just wait five minutes for the coast to be clear again, and then I'll appear wherever you are and kill you. Exactly. If you've got ghost powers, you're not like, drat. (laughs) 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 You've outrun me. (laughs) She's been waiting 150 years for this to happen. And now we've proven that she doesn't, she's not even confined to the house because she's going to the Warren's house. Just go do it. Vomit blood on everybody and possess everybody. Exactly. Or if you can't, then you're a shit ghost. And so it's like, (laughs) yeah, or what? Like you're a tough ghost or no? Like tough ghost sounds pretty scary. Yeah, yeah, awesome. I would be a great ghost hunter. I'd be like, yeah. (laughs) Pretty scary stuff. Yeah, I'm pretty spooked. So Ed, Lorraine, and Brad find Carolyn in the cellar trying to stab Christine with Roger and Drew preventing her from doing so. After tying Carolyn to a chair, again, Carolyn is possessed by a ghost and they can tie her to a chair and it's like, the Bathsheba's like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Other ghost is like, not a chair. (laughs) My one one weakness. (laughs) So Ed decides that an exorcism needs to be performed on Carolyn, but realises that there is not enough time to wait for a priest to arrive. Ed decides to perform the exorcism himself and in the process is attacked by Bathsheba. Though Carolyn is... Oh, sorry, go. Yeah, no, no, exactly, exactly, exactly. And Anyway. Sorry, yes, it just brings us back to our point. If Bathsheba has the capacity to attack at all, if, like, (laughs) if, if she can use the verb attack, then surely, like, it's not a step, it's not too far removed for her to pick up a knife and cut someone's throat or... To, like, kill someone, surely, surely it's not too difficult. Bathsheba is limited by nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, not death, 
not mm-hmm. time, not not like physical things. She has like she's basically it's like you know, and this is this is a very old metaphor because here's the thing like there's you know in my industry there's a lot of opportunity to work with video gaming because obviously video gaming is probably the largest entertainment form in 2020, but for some reason brands just can't seem to get the synergy between gaming and their products right, and often it's because a lot of the people selling ideas base their ideas on video game things that happened like 20 years ago but don't exist now. Like, for example, the idea of cheat codes are completely obsolete in 2020 for two reasons. Number one, the internet exists, so you can just find anything straight away. But number two, games aren't built around this you've got lives until you die thing, generally. And it doesn't make any sense for multiplayer games either. So cheat codes don't exist. So anytime you see like an ad or something with like, oh, get your che- I'm using my cheat, or a TV show where they say that, pisses me off so much because it's like, do some basic groundwork, get a fucking video game consultant, you'll get there anyway. But that concept of playing, you know, with invincibility or playing with a cheat code, it's fun for like a second, like back in the day when it was any sort of like platformer game. And then it becomes boring because there's no limitations. It should be the same for a ghost film because it's like they should be able to just do what, it's like Superman. It's like Superman. Superman's the most boring superhero because it's like he can do anything. But even Superman is limited by something. Ghosts like Superman that can do more than what Superman can do. But also Vega, I'm like, I can't do that. It's like, okay, cool. Where (laughs) where in the film have you told me that? Like, where is that rule established? So it doesn't feel like fucking ghost ex machina in the final moment of the film of like, oh, by the way, we can't do that. So meanwhile, okay, so, so Ed has decided to perform the exorcism himself. And, and part of me is kind of like, wow. So like holy water and being like, become and being a, becoming abrasive up. Like they actually don't make like like because because here's the thing. It's like I, I get that you know all religions are a system of beliefs, but you kind of have to be like, well, no, there is a god and there is a whatever. And then therefore you kind of have to believe that holy water is a thing and that priests have powers that normal people don't. And so yeah. if he can just perform an exorcism, it's like, well. This just proves you correct again, because it's like, well, fucking like, did you need to ask the priest for an exorcism or not? Like, if you did, wait for the answer. And if you didn't, then why'd you fucking do it in the first place? Oh, okay. So meanwhile, uh, Carolyn escapes her chair and attempts to kill April. Lorraine is able to distract her like chair. Meanwhile, Lorraine is able to distract Carolyn from killing her daughter by reminding her of a special memory she shared with her family, which is like the worst trope ever. This allows Ed to complete the exorcism, saving Carolyn and April and lifting Bathsheba's curse forever. So, 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 so. Is that the end of the movie? So Bathsheba's curse was that she would just be there as a ghost, just... Making so she people was just kill hanging themselves. out, waiting for someone to come to the house so she could vomit blood into them, maybe haunt them for a bit, unless someone tied her up to a chair. So why did she have to kill her kid? Like, why did she, she even she... want to? Like, what did she get out of becoming a ghost? Like, Slimer in Ghostbusters, like, eats heaps <laughs> of stuff, I'm pretty sure. It's like, well, let's have some pizza or whatever. And gets to eat all the pizzas in New York City, as I recall. <laughs> This ghost hangs around the house and haunts it from time to time. That's such a good point. If you're a ghost, like if I was a ghost and I lived forever, I would play every video game under. I would just like, and I would just, I would wait. Like I wouldn't even have to go to sleep. I could just, st- <laughs> I could start like, 
the, I, I could I could replay The Last of Us 1 and then the moment The Last of Us 2 comes out, I'd like ghost power into an EB Games, steal a copy and the console, like make them float out so everyone gets spooked and be like, oh. <laughs> take it home to some like abandoned place, spook myself to get some power and, and just play and just play games forever. Like you could do so many fun things as it goes. And if I did that, I'd still have time to go and like haunt some families and make someone kill themselves, but then go back and play heaps of games. Like all these, like there's so many problems with every ghost plot ever because the ghosts make no sense and don't act as an actual ghost would. I love that my un- unambitious ghost life is pretty much your ghost life. But I'm just sort of sitting there chilling out, <laughs> drinking wretches while you're doing that. I'm like, oh, shag, like you missed an enemy at the top of the screen or whatever. So my think eternity about, is watching you play video games. Peach, think about years. how far, you know, like we're so busy at the moment that, you know, we're recording an episode a week. Think about how many episodes we were, we, we could record like a whole season in a night. Like we could just get it all done. We'd change the game again and again. It actually would be one night only. And because we're ghosts, it would be one spooky night only. Jeez. It would. It would. And we'd make like a minute. Oh, I forgot. This is all happening on one night. This has been it a... Is. And <laughs> I would probably go and haunt night. the like Resha's sales rep or whatever you call. <laughs> I, I'm using the word sales rep loosely because I've got no idea what I'm talking about. But I would go and Tom.com, their email, to be like, get Peach and Shag a million beers. <laughs> they're, they're but, Peach, but Peach, that's my problem. You're using horror movie logic. You would just go straight to the Rush's Brewery and take like, as when you you'd just stay by the very end of the conveyor belt that brought them out or straight out of the bottling plant and you just grab one. And you just grab one and drink it because you're a fucking ghost and no one can do anything yeah, about that. Yeah, be like, that. well, no problem. No, I didn't <laughs> think so. I'm going to go watch Shag play The Last of Us too. <laughs> Anyway, like, anyway, like, this I would kill myself. I'd be like, yeah, sounds awesome. <laughs> have some beers, watch the video games, have a sleep. Sounds awesome. <laughs> and but before you killed yourself, you'd be like, now I'm cursing this EB games that <laughs> any new games that come out, I have to play and I get a copy of. Yeah, That's my curse. The nature of the curse is. I get to enjoy a few rushes a night, not go crazy, maybe you know, two or three, you know, nice little buzz uh, while I watch Shag, Shag play these EB games. And, and, a, and a big part is the moment the PS5 comes out, EB is haunted, so one of those PS5s makes its way to my ghost house and is all ready to go, and I can just enjoy ne- the next-gen gaming that uh, PS5 will bring. Anyway, all right, okay. End of, end of The Conjuring, returning home, Lorraine tells Ed that they had been left a message stating that they had gained approval from the Vatican to perform the exorcism. They also have another call to investigate on Long Island. Before leaving, Ed adds a music box from the parents' house to a collection of items he and Lorraine have kept from past cases. It inexplicably opens and plays music. Like, mm. like and Samuel I don't care. Jackson is like, I'm putting together a team of ghost hunters. <laughs> We've got like an iron ghost hunter and a Hulk ghost hunter and fucking Nazi ghost hunters. That, it, look, it, like in fairness, I'm being a bit silly. It is quite cool and ambitious that they're like, let's build an Avengers style universe. And so good on them. And you know what? The film cost 20 million to make. It made something like 350 mil. And, and, and this is actually the coolest thing. It was directed by James Wan, 
who was the movie, who was the script writing partner of Lee Wanell when they made the Saw films. And he's he also, and it, like, he's me. a good I think, dude. I think you told me that. He's a, he's a good dude. So props to him for being good. I just want to see some more thought go into the guys because they are the Superman of bad guys. They kind of suck. Shag, I think our next film involves you haunting an EB Games and me haunting a Resh's Brewery and just basically it's a sitcom about, <laughs> about two 30-something male ghosts who just can't quite seem to get it together that they have a lovely time nonetheless. <laughs> Pop, pop. Uh, this was recorded at FBI Studios. Please like, subscribe, and follow wherever you can and as much as you can. And Reshes, what's up? <laughs>